This show is provided by ClassicPulp.com, your source for safe, high-quality Golden Age comics, audio tales, books, pulp stories, films, and more. Check them out online at ClassicPulp.com. Now, from Hollywood, Romance. Romance. Transcribed stories of love and adventure, of comedy and crisis, of conflict and human emotion. Today, a love story set against a background of the French Riviera. A writer, a nobleman, and a mystery. As Adrienne Jandot tells it in Riviera Story. I don't know why I decided to return to the Riviera two weeks ahead of schedule. Although I'd promised myself a short vacation in northern Spain after completing my research there, suddenly I had changed my mind. Perhaps it was because I was anxious to start work on my new book. Anyway, on that warm, sunny day, I drove my car up the narrow, winding road, leading to the small villa I'd rented the year before. This was home. Glancing up the hillside, I noticed one of the youngsters from the village waving to me. I waved back. I didn't know it then, but he was trying to warn me. For as I rounded the curve, a man suddenly appeared, sprinting down the middle of the road toward me. Oh, I am so terribly sorry. Are you hurt? No, I, I, I don't think so. Just shaken up a bit. Please forgive me. This was all my fault. What in the world were you doing? And I... <laughs> I was flying a kite. Flying a... Oh, well, <laughs> really? It belongs to Pepe, a boy from the village. I had repaired it for him and... And uh... you couldn't resist testing it, is that <laughs> it? Yes. I'm afraid I shall have to make him a new one now. I doubt if he will be able to catch that one. Oh, now, let me see if your car has been damaged. No. No, I think not. Oh, Yes. Yes, this headlight. Oh, the glass was broken before. I just haven't gotten around to having it fixed. I see. Uh, shall I back the car onto the road for you? Oh, no, thank you. I think I can... Oh! You are hurt. Mm, it's my ankle. I'm afraid I've twisted it. Yeah, we shall see to that right away. Oh, no, don't bother, please. I'll manage. No, but I insist. I live not far away. In fact, you can see the roof of the villa from here. Look. You live up there? My mother and I are guests. It is Laura Goddard's home, the American novelist. She's a very dear friend, insisted we stay at the villa during her absence. She's in Spain gathering material for a book. Oh, is she? You seem surprised. Ah, but of course, I would guess you too are a friend of Laura's. And you were on your way to the villa, no? Yes, as a matter of fact... Excellent. I... The Countess will be delighted to meet you. The Countess? My mother. Oh, forgive me. I am Paul Marzak. I'm Helen Walker. I don't know why I didn't tell him right then and there that it was my villa, that I was Laura Goddard, 
Or for that matter, why I picked the name Helen Walker out of the blue. However, by the time we had reached the villa, I made up my mind to ask for an explanation of this incredible business. But as soon as we were inside, there was the Countess. An extremely attractive woman in her late 60s, I judged. Small, slender, erect. Her features were doll-like, fragile. And her smile somehow could not hide the sorrow and suffering of centuries reflected in her eyes. There, my child. The bandage is not too tight, is it? Oh, no, it, it feels fine. Thank you. I should not try to walk on that ankle too soon. I shall see to it personally that Miss Walker gets the best of care. Now, first of all, I must bring in your luggage. Oh, wait a moment. You I... must stay. After all, is that not why you came? Simply because our Laura happens to be away? Well, <laughs> that should not spoil your holiday. Of course you must stay, my dear. You look tired. You have had a long journey, perhaps? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Then you must rest. Paul, the front room upstairs, Laura's room. I'm sure Laura won't mind. Oh, and by the way, it's almost time for lunch. Couldn't we have Maria prepare a tray? Maria? Oh, the most marvelous cook on Riviera. You will love her. I'll see to it, Paul. Help Miss Walker upstairs, will you? For some reason, I found myself unable to tell Paul and his mother who I was. Was it their genuine kindness, their open concern for me? Alone in my room upstairs, I waited and wondered. Who were these two who had moved into my house? What were they? This man who called himself Paul Marzak. This woman, the Countess. Come in. Good day, signorina. I have brought you... Signorina. Come in quickly, Maria. Shut the door. But I do not understand. The Countess say there's young signorina named Walker upstairs. I'll explain everything, but first, how long have these two been here? They arrived day after you leave for Spain. I see. So they just moved in, pretended to be friends of mine. Pretend? You mean they... I never saw them before in my life. Look, Maria, I want you to do something for me. See? Si. Uh, say nothing about this, but as soon as you can this afternoon, I want you to go down to the village, find Signor Geoffrey. See, si, the tall one, the Englishman. And I want you to give him a message. Now listen carefully. have been very quiet, Miss Walker. Oh, I'm sorry, Countess. I understand. It is the view form here. The lights of the village below. The Mediterranean bathed in the moonlight. It discourages conversation. It's the music, too. Your son plays very well. Especially the music he loves. The songs of Poland. Have you been away long? Yes, a very long time. And I shall never go back. Still, if one has happy memories to live with. Yes, there is great comfort in them when they are not overshadowed by the unhappy ones. The concentration camps, the tortured cry of a loved one in the night. These are the memories one must live with, too. Oh, it looks as though we're having a visitor. 
I recognize the car. It is a young friend from the village. Hello, hello. Good evening, Mr. Jeffrey. Good evening, Countess. I was on my way over to the Prescott's. I thought we might drive over together. I do not know if I shall go out tonight. I'm rather tired. Oh, that's a pity. I'm certain everyone there will be terribly disappointed. You've made quite an impression on the local colony, you know. Oh, Miss Walker. May I present Mr. Jeffrey? How do you do? Miss Walker. Oh, please sit where you are, Countess. You two get acquainted. I will tell Paul you are here. May I offer you a drink? Oh, thank you, no. Now, look here, Laura. What's all this fantastic nonsense? Well, I, I agree. It's completely fantastic. You mean to but... say that you don't know these people? No, I don't. Good Lord, well, we all naturally assume... Well, I, I mean to say, when they just moved in like this... Jeff, how did you meet them? At the Devereux's cocktail party nearly a month ago. What do you know about them? Well, very little, I'm afraid. Everyone's been quite taken with them, however, being invited to one affair after another. Well, it's easy to see why. They're utterly, completely charming. Mm. That's what makes it so difficult to figure out what it's all about. Well, I was sure that your real estate broker would have some sort of an explanation to offer. I had an idea he might have rented the place on the sly. But then after I got your call... Oh, didn't you see him? Oh, I spent all afternoon trying to track him down, and then I learned he was out of town. I should have asked Paul what it was all about when I first met him on the road. It would have been so easy then. Now that I've taken on a masquerade of my own, well, it makes things rather awkward. Well, good heavens, Laura, I see nothing awkward about it. Well, I can't explain, Jeff. It, it's rather strange, but I, I feel somewhat ashamed. You ashamed? Oh, here comes Paul. Now, please, not a word. Well, not Laura. And don't worry about me, Jeff. I'm not afraid. Somehow, I'm not the least bit afraid. In the days that followed, I found myself spending more and more time with Paul. There were picnics, long motor trips into the countryside, luncheons in Nice and Cannes. And then, late one afternoon, Paul had parked the car near the seawall. We were watching the sunset. Beautiful, isn't it? Ah, I recall as a child... I always thought the sunset was very sad, somehow. It is. It's the end of something. Something beautiful. A day is over. Uh. I remember on the farm back home a favorite perch I had atop a stone fence. I'd go there often to watch the sun disappear behind the rolling hills. A farm girl? <laughs> That's difficult to believe. Oh, it, it wasn't really that kind of a farm. <laughs> Actually, it was a summer residence. Ah. Then there must have been a townhouse, too. And uh, father, perhaps, was a man of the business world. An American giant of industry, no? You make that sound wrong, somehow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. My father was a soldier. In Poland in those days, it was expected of nobility. It was socially proper to concern yourself with war. And was it expected of you, too? Yes. There was the academy. <laughs> and I hated every moment of it. I liked music. Imagine. <laughs> Much like the daughter of uh, 
an American giant of industry oh. who, um, who travels alone in Europe. That, too, can be a kind of disgrace. For me, it was a matter of geography and the era, of course. But when one's country is situated such as mine, well, soldiers are more important than piano players. It's as simple as that. Ah, I'm sorry to sound so bitter. Not bitter, Paul. I understand how you feel. It's something we have in common. Nonconformity. <laughs> now my concert stage is the cocktail party. Paris, Rome, Lisbon. Why, Paul? Why do you do it? Why are you here now at the French Riviera? In my... In her house. Laura Goddard's house. It's possible the Countess and I will be leaving for Vienna at the first of the week. Oh? Before I go, there are things I must explain. Things about myself you should know. Can't you explain now? Helen. Darling. If I told you at this moment that I loved you, loved you very much, could my explanation wait? Yes. Yes, it can. And I no longer cared who Paul Marzak was or the reason for his masquerade. That night, while I was alone at the villa, Paul and the Countess had gone out to another social gathering. I heard a car stop outside. And moments later, Jeff rushed into the room. Oh, look here, old girl. Something's come up that I think you two should know about. It concerns Paul and the Countess. Well, they're at the DiMario's, Jeff. What is it? I know. I was there. Well, what's wrong? Well, during the evening, someone slipped into the study, rifled the safe, and got away with over $100,000 in jewelry. What? The police were called. Well, what is this to well, do with... Well, it may not mean anything, of course, but... Well, after it was all over, the gendarme dis... Quickly enough, mind you, asked Paul and the Countess to accompany them to police headquarters. Paul? Yes, I'm sorry, Laura. I'm really sorry. return to romance in just a moment. If you're over 65 and earn $1,200 or more last year, or if you are under 65 and earn $600 or more during 1955, the law of the land requires that you file an income tax return. This year, the deadline for filing is April 16th. But why wait until the last minute? Fill out and file your return soon. And now for the second act of Romance. <laughs> certainly explain everything when he comes home, Jeff. I know he will. If he comes home, Olga. 
Well, of course he will. This visit to the police is just some mistake. Well, I have a mind to go straight away to the law and tell them what's been going on around here. Now, no, Jeff. We've got to give them a chance. Now, look here, Laura. Have you fallen for this chap? Laura? Oh, hold on a moment. I thought I heard a car outside. They did come back. I told you they would. Well, I'm certainly going to enjoy hearing about this evening's affair. Well, well, hello. I did not expect to find you here, Jeff. I hadn't uh, planned on dropping in, but I was driving by and saw the lights. Splendid. Fix you a drink? I think not, Helen. No. No, thanks. Paul, where's the countess? Oh, gone straight to bed. She's very tired. I suppose Jeff has told you about the rather exciting evening. Yes. The police are completely baffled, I understand. Are they? Yes. These things are usually very carefully planned and executed, you know. Very difficult to get any sort of clue. What did they do? The police, I mean. Oh, asked the usual amount of questions, looked over a few identification papers and left. Is that all that happened? That's all. You sure you won't have a drink, darling? No. Uh, Jeff, I, I believe I'll take you up on that offer now. Hmm? Uh, what's that? That drive you suggested. I, I'd like some fresh air. You uh, still feel as you did last night about this thing? Yes, I do. Let them find out who I am. Get it over with quickly. I wonder. Well, here we are. Here, uh, give me a hand. All right. Up you go. Thank you. All right. You're on, my dear. There's Paul with Alma Peterson by the rail. Good. I'll come along. Laura! Laura, darling! Hello, Alma. Hello, hello. Surprise, I didn't know you'd be back in time for our party. Paul, this is Laura Goddard, Laura Paul Marzak. But then, of course, you're old friends, aren't you? Paul, how could you? You knew about it and never breathed a word. And you, Jeff, you knew Laura was back, too. Uh, yes, I, I knew. Oh, darling, it's so wonderful seeing you again. Now, where's that husband of mine? Ralph! Oh, he'll be delighted you're aboard. I'll go find him. Hello, Paul. You are Laura Goddard. I hardly know what to say, where to begin. Don't bother. I hope you and your mother have enjoyed your stay. It's been amusing for both of us. You must let me explain. What is there to explain? Oh, yes, you did have something to tell me, didn't you? Before you went on to Vienna. Laura, please. Some other time, Paul. I want to say hello to all of my other old friends. <laughs> By the time I returned to the villa later that day, Paul and the Countess had packed and left. The best thing I could do, I thought, was to get right to work on the first draft of my book. But I couldn't dismiss Paul Marzik from my mind. Yes? I just thought you'd like to know, old girl. The uh, Swiss police caught the chap who pinched the Dematteo jewels. Jeff, was it... No, not Paul. That's certain. 
Oh, and by the way, I found out why Paul and the Countess were hauled down to police headquarters the other night. Had nothing to do with the theft. Just some minor detail about their passports that needed straightening out. Are you sure? Oh, positive. Jeff, do you know if Lubko is back in town? But you're a real estate bloke? Mm. I don't know. Do you want me to check? No. I'll drive down to the village myself, right away. Good afternoon, my dear. Where's Senor Luco? Please, my dear. I came to explain to you, Senor Luco, what we had done, so that the blame would not be his. I came to promise him payment for the time we have spent in your house. That isn't necessary. Honesty is always necessary. The seed is never justified, not by me. Or by my son. For both of us, I am ashamed. You needn't feel that way, Countess. There was deceit on both parts. But ours is the first deception. Then why, Countess? Why, if you feel so strongly? At first, I saw no harm in it. I intended to explain to you. The Marzaks have not much money... At best, we could only afford a cheap third-rate hotel. But this would not suit our purpose. It was most necessary for us to present a proper appearance. But why? Paul and I felt if we could establish proper contacts, that we might succeed. Succeed? The Count Marzak, Paul's father, has been in Poland for quite some time, virtually a prisoner there. Paul was certain that if we could reach the right people here, men of influence, he might affect the release of his father. But if the Reds knew his purpose, he was afraid they might kill him. Oh, if I had known, perhaps somehow I could help it in some way. But his plan has not worked. We have failed. My husband is not free. And Paul... Now he blames himself for all this. Where is he, Countess? He went to your home. He wanted to say goodbye. Will you say goodbye to him, Laura? Oh, yes. Yes, Countess, and so much more. It was dusk when I drove back up the hill toward the villa. Sunset was no longer a time of sadness. Now it was the beginning of something new. Paul? 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 Oh, darling. I hardly expected such a welcome. But I had to come back, make you listen. I wanted to explain before. I was afraid. If somehow they found out, they could so easily have killed my father I that... know, I know. Your mother told me. Then you know I have failed at this, as in everything. Oh, please, darling. Not failed. We'll keep trying, together. A musician, a writer... Nonconformists, 
Well, perhaps it could happen. We're together, Paul. It can happen. Romance is produced and directed by William Frug. Riviera's story was written by Adrian Jean Doe and featured Joan Banks, John Daner, Celia Lubsky, Ben Wright, and Mary Jane Croft. Music is supervised by Jerry Goldsmith. This is Dan Coverley, inviting you to hear Romance, transcribed next week at this same time. Many people save for special pleasures with United States savings bonds. They set aside a certain amount for savings bonds regularly, either where they work or where they bank. Why don't you save for the luxuries usually out of reach? Save the easy way. You'll enjoy life more if you invest in United States savings bonds. Stay tuned for Gunsmoke, which follows immediately on most of these same stations. <laughs>